Hey, welcome to the Olympic Coaching Podcast. This is Coach Caleb, and I'm jumping on here talking about intermittent fasting today. So I'm real excited to dive into this with you and simplify the topic for you today. So let's jump right into it. All right, so this episode is replacing um, our recent episode on intermittent fasting that Matt and I uh, recorded, and unfortunately, the sound quality wasn't very good. Our microphone that I'm using right now was not working at the time, and we didn't notice it until we had already recorded it, and then going back and actually listening to the episode that we posted, um, realized that the sound quality was pretty bad. So apologies for that. I'm really sorry that um, if you listen to that, hopefully you got some out of it, you're able to hear stuff, but I wanted to clarify on that and just do a solo cast today to, to kind of rehash what we talked about in that. Um, and so we're talking about intermittent fasting, and this is a popular diet that is out there right now. Some people swear by it. Some people um, are unclear about it and for some people it just does not work at all why is that so what is intermittent fasting really it's just you can call it uh time restricted feeding um it's you know going periods of time um whether they're short or long without food and this is still having water still staying hydrated um but you're intentionally uh, restricting your feeding window or restricting Um, the time of day that you're eating or certain days that you're eating in order to get a specific outcome to improve your health parameters like your blood pressure your glucose um, moderation and even just trying to uh, have better overall health and some swear by you know getting like better hormone health and everything especially in men Uh, but I wanted to get a little bit more clarity for you on this so um as far as what does it mean to have time-restricted feeding, what are different ways of doing intermittent fasting? There's several different ways of doing it. Um, so you call it different protocols. And so this is basically like a mode of operation or like a way to plan it out or a way to operate in intermittent fasting. And intermittent just means like off and on, you know? Uh, so for intermittent fasting, you might choose to fast from uh, certain meals So like you just choose not to eat breakfast, something like that. You have a time-restricted window where you have, uh, you're only eating from, say, like for a six-hour period during the day. So from like um, 10 to 4, you eat. And the rest of the time you choose not to eat. You can only drink water. Um, Or you have entire days of the week where you choose to fast. You choose to... Um, not eat anything for an entire day while the rest of the days are totally normal. And that's the kind of the goal of this entire thing um, where you're essentially restricting calories for any diet, for any diet to be effective where you're trying to reduce fat mass, where you're trying to lose some weight, um, you essentially have to have a calorie deficit. And so any way that you can achieve that that works for you um, is what these diets are trying to achieve. And so intermittent fasting is another way of restricting your overall calorie intake throughout the week or throughout the day in order to help your body create what's called a calorie deficit. And so you're burning more than you are consuming. That creates a deficit. And so it allows your body to use stored energy in the form of fat. Um, And so you burn off the excess fat that your body may be carrying. And so, um, 
this intermittent fasting can work for some people. It's not recommended for all people. So it can work for people who are highly organized, who love to be self-disciplined, uh, who are highly aware of their hunger cues and everything, uh, who have some good willpower, um, people who are really willing to do a challenging experiment. Um, it's definitely not for um, pregnant or nursing women. It's definitely not for people who have who are already diagnosed with a chronic disease such as type 2 diabetes. Um, this may be difficult for you. Um, and so uh, and for some with, if, you know, if it's not real significant type 2 diabetes, it may be beneficial to some degree, but I would say working on the lower hanging fruit of just improving your overall diet would be easier than trying to do a uh, time-restricted feeding window. And so uh, what are some practical ways that you can actually consider um, doing intermittent fasting? Um, really, if someone wants to experiment with this, I definitely encourage you guys to experiment with this, is I would encourage you to actually consider uh, doing just skipping a meal first. If you want to experiment with this, Skipping a meal, uh, would, it, what does is really helps you understand what it feels like to be hungry. Many of us are so regimented um, or so afraid of being hungry that we barely even understand our real hunger cues or cycles throughout the day. And so by skipping a meal and even just journaling or thinking about it throughout the day, let's say you skip lunch on purpose. Um, and so throughout the day, you realize like, man, okay, I was really hungry at that normal lunch hour, uh, but after a while, the hunger passed, and it was only kind of there in waves. And that's just gets us used to or feeling uh, what it's like when our hormones go in cycles. Yes, our hormones go in cycles to produce that hunger sensation, and it's typically around our normal eating times. If you're if you look at your daily schedule, your weekly schedule, you probably typically eat around the same time day to day. And so if you don't eat, your body's going to automatically tell you you're hungry around that time. And so it's just kind of an interesting way to get more aware. And that's what this can do is experimenting with this can really help you grow in your hunger awareness. So you know what it's like to be hungry. You know what it's like to be full and you get better um, awareness of your emotions that are tied to eating. And so if you skip a meal, you might feel more anxiety. You might uh, be able to connect some emotions that you may have tied to food. You might understand some cravings that you may have just because that you um, are emotionally tied to certain foods. And so then once you skip one meal, and if you want to experiment even more, you can try to go an entire day without eating. Um, and throughout that day, really, um, you know, dial back what your exercise plans are. I definitely encourage you to exercise so you can get a feeling for what it's like to exercise without some um, food energy within you. But also just be aware of what your body's feeling throughout the day. Make sure you drink plenty of water, um, but keep lower expectations for any kind of exercise plans you have. But con consider how it affects your focus. Consider how it affects your attitudes, your emotions. Consider how much you're thinking about food and really be aware of your hunger throughout the day. And it can be really helpful. Um, this is something we do as we work with different nutrition clients in Olympic coaching is, is when someone experiments with fasting all day, you become much more aware of what happens when you're hungry. Uh, what do you feel emotionally? What do you feel physically? And those are feelings that you want to remember. So whenever you're not fasting and you start feeling some of those feelings, 
um, those cues for your, your hunger, you can choose to eat something. Um, and so just growing in that awareness, knowing yourself, but also knowing the power you have. Um, like when I choose to fast for an entire day, it gives me another level of power and control over my body. Yes, I'm hungry, but I don't necessarily have to have food. I'm going to choose to say no. I can't, I won't let my emotions or my hunger control me. Um, I won't let myself get so hangry that I just pig out on something. And so that's some of the power of intermittent fasting. Um, even just experimenting with it um, can be um, helpful for people growing in awareness. I don't believe it's a long-term solution for many people, and for, but for some people it can be really useful. Uh, for example, some professional athletes have found that it's, it's helpful for them, but part of that is because they have such a crazy calorie demand and crazy training demand uh, restricting that feeding window uh, to get the most out of their training if they have early morning sessions um, and uh, trying to get as many calories in that feeding window as they can so they can be a little bit more focused with it um, that can be helpful for them to really plan their nutrition better and if uh, intermittent fasting is something that makes you plan your nutrition better to think ahead then maybe this is a good experiment to try for a while the fasting itself may not be what actually gets you the most improvement but what any diet does is it forces you to think about your food more often think about your routines think about your emotions um, the way they're tied to your foods and that's some of the benefit of it Um, so it can be a way to experiment and find some benefit out of it but when it comes to performance if you're trying to be explosive if you're trying to be strong if you're trying to be um, really explosive and powerful and perform well in these kind of explosive effort type sports or events or weightlifting or anything like that um, I would definitely recommend always making sure you eat but at least a couple hours uh, before an event like that um, or a training session like that because our body definitely would prefer some immediate energy some carbohydrate type energy going into those sessions your strength will be somewhat decreased your work capacity will be somewhat decreased for the most uh, explosive or max effort type things now can you still perform if you're in a fasted state yes you can but your explosiveness your ability to be uh, put maximum effort into something will be slightly decreased um And so consider that if you're considering fasting or if you're going to have a time-restricted eating window, if you're going to, um, like a practical way to do that is you just choose not to have breakfast, you just have lunch and dinner. Uh, If you just have lunch and dinner, that's a way of restricting your eating, restricting your calories. And, uh, but you want to make sure that you, you make lunch and dinner as normal as possible. If you skip a meal, it doesn't mean you have permission to just completely stuff yourself at the the remaining meals that's not going to end up achieving your goal <laughs> um, because you 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 may end up eating more than you would if you had breakfast that's part of why this doesn't necessarily work for everyone if it causes you to try to or create this sort of dialogue in your head where you have permission to pick out on something or have other treats because you skipped a meal that's not gonna end up working out well for you um, and so the goal of this is to keep other meals as much the same as possible or try to really be aware of your hunger needs um, your appetite needs during that eating window um, then 
that's that's the goal of this entire thing. Um, if you keep it the normal, the, the same throughout, then you're going to be able to actually make some progress. Another practical way that you could actually be trying intermittent fasting is, is maybe you're fasting from a particular macronutrient. Maybe it's carbs or fats um, throughout the week. Maybe you're trying to really reduce your carbs throughout the week, and so you're kind of fasting from those throughout your training, and then you refeed um, like on a Saturday or something like that where you'll have higher carbs, not necessarily really high carb, but you'll have more carbs than you have all week. Sort of helps top up your immediate energy stores um, going into the next week. That's another form of intermittent fasting. Uh, but some people have found that if you really try to um, fast too many times throughout the day or too many times throughout the week, let's say you, uh, you found that you benefit from fasting one day a week, you don't change anything else for the rest of the week but you just fast one day a week. You've noticed that you've been able to lose some weight, you like the way you're performing, you look a little leaner, you're feeling good, and so you, you figure, why not? You might as well try to um, do two days a week and see what happens. Um, if you're really interested in taking a deep dive on this and get into the science of this, you can look at um, Precision Nutrition's Experiments with Intermittent Fasting. It's by John Berardi and Christina Scott Dixon. Um, they experimented with this they both got a lot of benefit from fasting one day a week, but whenever they tried to up it to two days per week, both of them felt significant significant negative effects. So um, for John Berardi, what, this hap- what happened with him was he started losing muscle mass. He started having significant um, hunger spells or having like significant cravings where he would kind of lose control and uh, he would sort of refeed with way too much food and it was just making him not feel very good physically not feel like he's thriving Uh, whenever you start overeating and coming off a fast it can make you feel even worse blood sugar wise uh, just the way your body's functioning you may make less disciplined food choices and all that Um, christina scott dixon she ended up having amenorrhea, which means she started missing her monthly periods. And she dealt with that for quite a while after doing this experiment with uh, fasting two days a week. And so this was a risk that they were willing to take because they're uh, nutrition professionals. They want to know um, by personally experiencing what they may advise clients to do. They want to know the impacts of intermittent fasting and other diets. And so they put themselves at risk instead of their clients so they can advise people the best. Um, and so this is something to consider. Like uh, if you're really trying to stay regularly active, I uh, wouldn't recommend fasting any more than one day per week uh, for most people. Uh, but some people can really benefit from having sort of a restricted eating window. For myself, um, for example, uh, typically I will eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I will eat between 8 a.m. and about 7 p.m. And so that's kind of an 11 hour um, eating window. And I choose not to eat anything after 7 p.m. What does that do? That keeps my body from having to digest anything close to bedtime. I have an empty stomach going into bedtime. So my digestion is not active and allows me to have a better sleep quality. And that's huge for people. If that's one thing you get from this episode is trying to limit the snacks, especially late at night, it's going to improve your sleep quality, your recovery, and you'll be able to go into the next morning having breakfast, a good breakfast, um, and starting off your day right. So just by restricting some of those snacks late at night can be huge for people getting better control of their eating, their emotions, and and making progress towards their outcome goals. And so 
Uh, is intermittent, intermittent fasting for everyone? No, absolutely not. It's not something I recommend as a nutrition professional. Um, but can it work for some people or can it be an interesting experiment to do temporarily? Absolutely. Uh, it can be something that helps you learn a lot about yourself. It's, it's something that can be beneficial for someone who um, is highly organized. Um, this is something I recommend for someone who has maybe already tried several things, wants to experiment with it, or is really interested in it, but someone who is really good at planning ahead and structuring their day and uh, isn't overly emotionally tied to foods. They're willing to disconnect and be more objective with food and everything so they can restrict themselves and not uh, get too hangry and uh, just devour anything inside coming off of a fast. And so that's who I recommend this for experimenting with it. But I do not re generally recommend it for women. Um, the eating window can be really beneficial for anyone, but uh, having too many days of fasting or skipping too many meals is not something I recommend for women just because their hormone cycles are different than men. And uh, But that does not mean that's not beneficial. Some women may not or some women may benefit from it. So uh, all this to say, I hope this benefits your understanding of intermittent fasting. Is it for everyone? No. Can it be beneficial as an experiment to try temporarily? Absolutely. Is there some things you can learn from it as far as restricting your feeding window or limiting your late night snacks? Yeah. If you'd like to learn more about this, if you'd like to experiment with this, or if you'd like to have a professional, a pro in your corner behind you, helping you find the best fit, whether it's intermittent fasting um, or some other diet, or just getting a better grasp of general principles of nutrition and getting better control of your habit and your life skills to be able to have um, better progress towards your goals or performance, um, aesthetics, how you look and feel, and lifestyle habits and skills, then reach out to me, Caleb at linfit.com uh, or visit the website linfitcoaching.com or linfit.com um, and, uh, and reach out to us. We'd love to help you. We're here about we're, what we're all about is teaching people how to take control of their own lives. We coach them through their own life challenges and schedules and help them understand training and exercise, fitting it into whatever equipment they have available or facility they have available we're all about mentoring people to become in control essentially becoming like their own coach and so they know what they need and they have the power to take control of their lives so thanks for listening in today i'll catch you guys on the next one